Hi, and welcome back to Chapter by Chapter, a podcast where we cover a variety of video games for a variety of eras and a variety of genres. I am your resident podcast hoster, Ethan, and we are joined again by our Pokemon expert, Weekon. Hello, I have my coffee here with me, and I'm pumped and caffeine pumped to uh, continue on a continue through future here. <laughs> so, uh, last time we covered the four routes that you have to go through to actually reach Fuchsia City from Lavender Town. Uh, we went through the Safari Zone and sort of the amenities you have in Fuchsia City. So all that's left for us to do there is fight the gym leader, Koga. Uh, yes, so we got the next gym here, Koga, which is the poison gym. Yeah. Since Koga specializes in poison pipes. Uh-huh. And... So for this gym, your uh, poison is generally weak to psychic and ground. Yeah. Um, which ground you definitely should have at least one ground type. Uh, psychic may might be harder, but yeah, because uh, yeah, psychic types are few and far between. Uh, as we said, they are severely overpowered in this generation, so. I would de- definitely recommend a psychic type if you do have one, but if not, a ground type would work just as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, for the gym, there's two things that I want to mention. Um, one is the puzzle. Quote, unquote, puzzle. So, uh, Koga's gym is... You walk into the gym and it's completely empty. It's just a bunch of trainers standing around and Koga standing in the middle and you're just like, oh, okay, I'll just just go up to Koga and fight him. But as it turns out, you can't do that because there are invisible walls everywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, and so that's that's the puzzle of the gym. You have to navigate through this invisible maze. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it is very much a case of you will just bang into walls and you sort of have to make your way through. Uh, I know in later, like I know in the remakes, they sort of made it so... Uh, I think, uh, off the top of my head, in Fire Red and Leaf Green, they made it so when you bump into a wall, it like shows uh, a bit of the wall that you bumped into in like, the surrounding area for like a second. And in Let's Go, I know there's smoke throughout the gym that sort of has moments where it sort of shows you an outline of the walls, but yeah, it is sort of just trial and error, really. Yeah, you kind of just have to wander around, and if you're not moving, then pick a different direction, and just kind of wander to the best of your ability until you get through it. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention are the trainers that are in this gym. So, before you fight Koga, there's a couple trainers... Um, and the thing with them is there's two different trainer classes that you've never seen that are in here. Um, so one is the juggler. Yeah. Uh, juggler. Uh, so don't jugglers just use Voltorbs? Um, no, actually. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't think any of them have one, but... <laughs> 
No, I could have sworn that he used Voltorbs because, like, they juggle Pokeballs. Well, I'm probably thinking of another yeah, game. They juggle Pokeballs, but the Pokeballs do not have Voltorbs in them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's funny, we say this on the day that Hizuian Voltorb has been revealed for Pokemon Legends Arceus, so... I did see that, and I yeah. like him, so... Yeah. Now, even though I hate regional forms, um, I do quite like the design of it. But anyway, back to the gym. Uh, so, jugglers, what do they usually carry? Um, so, based on this, based on this gym, they carry psychic types. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is very strange that they would have psychic in a poison gym. Yeah, but I quite like it when gyms aren't uniform in their typing, because I think it adds an extra challenge. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, that, it is good. It's just weird because um, of all of the trainers in the gym, uh, only two of them out of the six that are in this gym only two of them have poison types yeah uh and the other four only have many types yeah which is uh sort of weird uh but as i said i do sort of like the on one hand i do like the un uniformity of it so it because it does add more challenge but at the same time, it is, I think it needs to, I think the type that the gym specializes in still needs to be the main type, rather than being like a yeah. side type. There There's a lot more psychic types in this gym than poison types, and that's mm. just what kind of throws me off. Yeah. Yeah, which is... Uh, um, but also... Yeah, which is somewhat unfortunate. Mm -hmm. um, but the other type of trainer that you run into for the first time in this gym is the uh, Tamer. Yes, uh, Tamer is based on like a Lion Tamer, really. So very much treat their Pokemon the same way. Uh, based on my memory, they use like beastly Pokemon like Tauros and Stantler. Am I right or am I just making that up? Um, not in this gym. You're <laughs> probably right, though. Just yeah. in this gym. You see, that's uh, why you're here. Yeah. Um, so in this gym, there are two tamers, and they have the same yeah. Pokemon. They both have Arbok and Sandslash. Yeah. Well, Sandslash is also another strange addition, because, again, uh, Ground-type, which is trigger effective against Poison-types, which I do quite like, but still, it is sort of like... Keep the main type throughout, but add in supplementary types as well. Yeah, yeah. I also think it's funny to note that uh, the sprite in Generation 1 for the Tamer, it's just a dude holding a whip and a lollipop, and yeah. I was just thought it looked <laughs> Well, it'll, I know in Let's Go, the sprite is pretty much the same. He still holds the lollipop and the whip, which is quite weird, but I suppose it is sort of trying to replicate the idea of the lion tamer at the circus with the lollipop, like, because it's like, 
Oh, here you go, kid. Hold my lollipop while I savagely attack this animal that I've locked in a cage. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It just looks funny. Just yeah. maybe the lollipop's for himself. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe it's like, oh, you want this lollipop? Too bad. I need it. I'm a horrible person. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anywho, you. So, uh, you basically just go through the gym, uh, sort of bumping into walls until you eventually reach the center where the, uh, gym leader is waiting, uh, Koga, who is a ninja. Uh, yes, so Koga, the gym leader, is a super cool ninja guy who, uh, is essentially the only one that uses poison-type Pokemon. Um, now, the thing with Koga is that uh, the Pokemon that he has. So, in red and blue, uh, Koga has two coughing, a wheezing, and a buck. Yeah. As his four Pokemon. Um, however, in yellow, Koga has three Venonats and a Venomoth. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, again, very straight, uh, very different teams, really. Uh, uh, obviously his yellow team sounds a lot easier than his red and blue one. Yeah, yeah. So in yellow, if you still have Charmander with you, yep. this is his time to shine to take out Venom and Venomoth, or also just bug types, so you can just do that instead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, yep, yeah, so Charmander's obviously a good shout, uh, as we've said, any psychic types, uh, good shout again, uh, might struggle with his yellow team, but bug type moves, there aren't really a lot in this generation, they aren't really that strong, so probably shouldn't really struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, I do also want to note that, um, in yellow, and I think in red and blue as well, uh, um, okay, so in yellow, all four of his Pokemon no toxic. Oh, that's so that is something you'll want to be careful of. Yeah, uh, because toxic works differently from any sort of other move that inflicts poison damage because the way how toxic works is when toxic poisons a Pokemon, it's considered badly poisoned, so the damage that it deals every turn will get greater. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Essentially, you'll just take more and more damage by poison. Yeah. Um, so, in yellow, I believe only Weezing is toxic. Yeah. In yellow, only only his Weezing has toxic, but yeah. in red and blue, his Weezing has toxic, but in yellow, all three of his men has kind of been off of it. Yeah. And I'm sure he loves to use it, so... Yeah. Well, it is sort of, uh, because he is dressed as a ninja, and the way sort of ninjas, uh, comparing it to, uh, Fire Emblem and the ninjas in there, they wield shurikens, and shurikens aren't a very strong weapon, but the purpose of a shuriken is to weaken, uh, an enemy, and so you can finish them off gradually, so it does sort of tie in with the idea of a ninja sort of slowly weakening its victim in a discreet manner, that 
isn't really trace bets, some of which is sort of... And it is an interesting strategy because it is a competitive strategy as well. It is a strategy that is used in the competitive Pokemon scene, the sort of toxic... Uh, yeah, toxic's always been good. Um, yeah, it's like a toxic just, stall strategy. Yeah, toxic's just always been unique. It never really had any other moves that, like, badly poison. Yeah. Not, not much, if any. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so if you are a Poison-type gym leader, what Pokemon would you have on your team? Um, I think it's, I, I do like having Venonat, I mean Venomoth, because Venomoth is cool. Uh-huh. Um, I do like having Muck, because Muck is also cool and you don't run into him much. Um, I do like Weezing. Um, but if I was going to pick a fourth one, I'd probably pick Nidoking. Yeah. Because Nidoking is really cool, and you don't really run into him at all. Yeah. Uh, no, you don't. Uh, I would argue uh, Nidoking and Nido Queen, and perhaps a... And perhaps the Venomoth as well, because uh, personally for me, apart from excuse me, apart from Koga's gym, you don't really see Venomoth used in any other way. Yeah, you don't really see him much at all either. Um, yeah. Which is like Venomoth's usually the bug type Pokemon that gets like pushed off to the side for yeah. like, the pits and, and Butterfree and Beedrill, but Venomoth's yeah. cool. And, and he's pretty good. He yeah. some good moves, though. Yeah. Uh, which is, again, a shame, but... <laughs> hey, how? Uh, so, what do you get for beating Koga? Um, yep, so when you beat Koga, you get the badge, um, and then you also get Toxic. Uh-huh. So, Koga gives you his favorite move. Yeah. So it gives you the team for Toxic, which there's two things with Toxic. One, everyone can learn it. So you can teach Toxic to anyone. Yeah. Um, and two, uh, now that you have the team for Toxic, um, if you have Bulbasaur, you can give it to him because there is another glitch that you can do, which is the Toxic Seed glitch. Yeah. Um which is only in the original red, blue, and yellow, in which if you teach Bulbasaur or Ivysaur or whatever you have right now, if you teach him Toxic, and he also knows Leech Seed, um, if you hit an opponent's Pokemon with both Toxic and Leech Seed, essentially what will happen is that your opponent will be badly poisoned, so they'll take damage. And then after taking damage by poison, uh, you steal health by Leech Seed. Um. But the thing with that is that uh, Leech Seed is supposed to only take a certain amount of health, but if they're also badly poisoned, um, it will cause both Toxic and Leech Seed to take the same amount of health. Really? Yes, so when Toxic uh, does more damage, it makes Leech Seed do more damage too, which it's not supposed to do that, but (laughs) you can kill Pokemon very quickly with that. (laughs) That's amazing. That's like (laughs) game-breaking. Yeah, it, it essentially does break the game and makes it a little too easy 
because you have an ivysaur or you just do toxic and then leech seed and then you just keep ivysaur alive and your opponent will die in like three turns yeah since they lose so much health and ivysaur will regain so much health from leech seed yeah uh no so toxic uh, is definitely useful uh as we said previously, it is used competitively. Like toxic stalling is something is something that is used uh, widely. Basically, the way toxic stalling works is you toxic an opponent's Pokemon, and you use like protect and stuff like that to try and prevent damage to your own Pokemon. So it is like a competitive strategy that is used quite frequently. Uh, and the thing is, because you can't use items in competitive, it is sort of a hard strategy to overcome, because even though it is something that's common, it is... Even though it is something that's common, it is hard to overcome, so... It can lead to a few problems. Yeah, yeah, like, if, if you use Toxic, and then you're using, like, Protect and Double Team, like, non-stop, then... The Poison will probably take over before you can take out your opponent since they'll be so hard to hit at that point yeah so yeah so uh that's all for koga uh so <laughs> anything else in future city before we depart um yes there's one last thing so in future city um after you beat the gym if you go to the right um there's a house that's kind of just sitting uh to the right of where uh, the gym and everything is if you go into the house um there's a guy who is the warden of the safari zone um but when you talk to him uh he kind of just makes weird noises um because apparently he lost his teeth um and so what you have to do is if you uh, go in the safari zone and you find his teeth for him um he will give you uh, the HM for strength. Yeah. Uh, strength, uh, as a move, it is quite useful. It's quite a strong uh, physical attacking move, and it's used in the field to move large boulders out of the way, which uh, will be useful sort of later on in the game. But we will get to that when, obviously, you need to encounter it. Uh, so, if that's all for Future City, we will now head to the left out of there and approach route 18 so what is there of note on route 18 um well actually this is 16 17 and 18 so yeah. the cycling road is uh all of them yeah uh um, yeah i just looked it up so cycling road itself is basically known as route 17 and then routes 16 and 18 are the exits on each side of it Mm -hmm. yeah 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 pretty much yeah um, we'll just refer to the so, place as cycling road as a whole so cycling road what's uh so like there there is grass on uh the exits of cycling road uh is there i forget is there grass on actual cycling road in generation one um yes all three routes do have grass uh -huh. uh, but they generally all have the same Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, the only Pokemon that you can probably find in here that isn't too common is Dudo. Uh-huh. Uh, which was, like, the flightless, like, ostrich Pokemon. Yeah, well, it is, like, based on the flightless ostrich. Uh, 
So it's a normal flying type. Uh, would you recommend adding it to your team? Um, I don't really know if you would need to, because you probably have a reliable flying type now. Yeah. Um, I do like Dudo, though, just because I, I think ostriches are really cool birds. <laughs> uh, so I usually grab one. And also, Dudo is quite fast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is pretty fast. Uh, I do like it in regards to designing that and as a concept, but personally, I don't feel like it loads a lot of strong flying type moves because it isn't like, cause it's based on a, cause it's based on an ostrich and it can't fly. It obviously can't learn the flying, uh, HM. Well, I don't think it can learn the flying HM, but like, obviously it's repertoire of flying type moves is limited compared to, uh, other Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me check real quick, because actually, I think Judo can learn fly. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it can, but at the same time, it's like, logically, it can't, but it can. It's, it's not supposed to, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Judo can, he can learn fly. He can learn fly in every game. Yeah. Um... Which is funny because Scyther can't learn fly, and Scyther it's, has it's, wings to fly with, but yeah. he cannot learn fly. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. But I think the point of Scyther is it's meant to hover. I, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know. His wings are just for show, I guess. Yeah, to look intimidating. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it. So is uh Dodo the well Dodio nuts. So is that oh, flightless yeah, it, is that flightless <laughs> bird the only Pokemon that appears throughout the three routes that make up cycling road? Um yeah, so aside from Dodo, it's just Spear, Radita, and Radicate, and you've run into them a thousand times already, so they yeah. don't really matter. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so, sort of generic sort of thing. Uh, considering trainers, any new trainers of note? Or is it all stuff we've seen before? Yeah, so for the trainers, there is a new type of trainer, which is the cue ball. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because, uh, I don't know what you call it over there, but here in the UK... Uh, we have this game called Pool, uh, slash Billards, uh, and it's like, it's the game of sticks where you, uh, poke the stick and balls are meant to go into the pockets on a table, and the cue ball is what we use to, like, sort of sharpen up the sticks when they start to get worn. No, yeah, yeah, um, we, we do have billiards over here too. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, so we do, I, I know exactly what you mean when you mention, mm -hmm. like, the cue ball and all of that. It's just funny that they name a character in the game cue ball. Yeah. And they couldn't, I guess, just to reference the fact that he's a bald guy, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, no, Would so, what type of Pokemon does this man named after a uh, stick sharpening object in the United Kingdom use? Oh, 
So the cue balls generally use um, fighting types. Yeah. Whereas, you know, whereas like the bikers, since the cue ball is like the other biker, yeah. um, the bikers generally use poison types and the cue balls generally use fighting types. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say with you mentioning uh, fighting types, well, I was going to say with you mentioning fighting types, I was wondering, do we get karate uh, people in this region? But well, obviously we do because we'll get into them when we reach Saffron City. But is that all for the three routes that make up Cycling Road? Um, pretty much, yeah. You'll run into some cue balls, some bikers, uh, some bird keepers, uh, and that's really it. So it's yeah. more just for trading than anything. Yeah. Uh, no, so uh, that seems to be it. Uh, so... When you come out of Cycling Road, you'll make a bit Seldon City. Uh, we mentioned before how once you meet Erica, you can go to the Seldon department store and buy some tea. Uh, so obviously, if you're back again, you can buy them. You can buy tea now. Uh, what you need to do now is you need to use the tea. And you need to take it to the guards that are around Saffron City. Uh, so that they can let you in, so they can actually quench their dying first. And even though you only yeah. give, even though you only buy one tea and give it to one guard, they say they'll share it out. So it's like, how desperate are you? And then they're fine for the rest of the game. Yeah, they they split one drink between four guards, so that's not a they don't get a whole lot, but I guess it's enough. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, so you enter Saffron City, uh, there isn't really anyone, oh, excuse me, there isn't really anyone out in Saffron City, and the reason why is throughout your journey this whole time, Saffron City has been under control by Team Rocket. Yeah, yeah, so you enter Saffron City and there's no, there's pretty much nobody outside. Um, except for some rockets. Yeah. Uh, and that is because there is the, um, the Silphco building yeah. where they made the Silphscope. Um, and Team Rocket has essentially taken over that building. Yeah. Uh, so, this is sort of considered the main sort of, uh, big bad dungeon in the game. This is where you will, uh, basically put an end to Team Rocket's meddling in the Kanto region so it is quite a large thing that we won't have time to tackle in this episode so we'll get into that next time and obviously yeah. a lot of Saffron City is locked down due to uh, Rocket Grunts being out and about. Uh, I think you can still enter the Pokemon Center here? Yes you can um, and uh, so if we do still have a little bit of time there's just yeah. one other thing in Saffron city that we could talk about yeah um the fighting gym yeah uh well the dojo uh, sort of place because like in saffron yeah, it's dojo because it's not a gym yeah. <laughs> well it's sort of strange in saffron city there's like two gyms but our region can only have eight gyms at one time so <laughs> So it's like Saffron City has like the official gym and the sort of the knockoff gym. Yeah, 
yeah yeah obviously the psychic building would be the gym yeah as opposed to the fighting building yeah so. uh, for obvious reasons which we have gotten into many times during this podcast <laughs> um but yeah you have access to the fighting dojo yeah in which you can go in there and fight a bunch of fighting type Pokemon. yeah uh yeah so uh the way the fighting gym works is it's pretty much you go in a straight line and you fight uh these karate guys who use fighting types exclusively uh and then you reach the master at the end of the gym i think he fights you and then you get the choice to pick between two fighting type pokemon yes so you'll fight these guys um and when you defeat them uh you will be able to pick from either hitmonchan or hitmonlee yeah and they will only let you take one so yeah uh so which one would you recommend or which one do you go for all right so um when it comes to this the better pokemon to pick is hitmonchan yeah however i always liked hitmonlee more so i always picked him but Hitmonchan is the more potent. <laughs> well, the thing is, uh, Hitmonlee is good for raw power, but Hitmonchan is good for coverage and variety, because like, Hitmonchan can learn uh, the elemental punching moves, so like Thunder Punch, Ice Punch, and Fire Punch. Uh, but Hitmonlee can learn like really powerful fight-type moves, like High Jump Kick and that, so... Really, it depends on your team composition. If you need more coverage, go for a Hitmonchan. But if you do need, like, a really strong fighting type, because fighting types are useful by themselves, then go for Hitmonlee. You know what's really funny, though? What? Is, uh, um, the elemental punches. Yeah. Uh, because in Generation 1, um, what type of move a move is, is based on the type. Yeah. So, the elemental punches are all special moves and not physical really? moves. Um... So, unfortunately, <laughs> Hitmonchan, even though he can learn all the punches, it is not very good for him to no, have. No, because he's but, a physical attacker. Yes. However, there is a Pokemon that you should have already who would be good to have all the elemental punches. And that's... Which is Kadabra. <laughs> which, is hilarious so... which is hilarious because uh, Kadabra's physical attack is rubbish and after Generation 4, well, in Generation 4, all the punches are turned into physical moves. Yes, but for Generation 1, they are special moves. So yeah. if you got a Kadabra and you give it Fire Punch, Ice Punch, Thunder Punch, and Psychic, he is an unstoppable force <laughs> who can pretty <laughs> beat everything. <laughs> And it's quite funny because, like, the whole point of Kadabra is it is a frail Pokemon and it sacrifices its sort of body and muscle mass for psychic powers, so it's quite funny to imagine it just sort of, like, using its psychic powers to punch something and it being really powerful. In Generation 1, Kadabra is both a brain and brawn because he's got a strong punch. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah. But yeah, so that's usually what I do, is I get a cadaver and I just teach him all three punches in Psychic, and then he can pretty much beat everyone. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but on that note, uh, we'll wrap up this episode here. Uh, next time we'll get into the Silphco building. Uh, and like we say, that's another huge dungeon, so it'll probably be another episode dedicated to just that, much like with the Rocket Hideout. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Silphco building will probably be a whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's even bigger than Yeah. Uh, so would you like to shamelessly plug your YouTube before you go? Uh, yeah, yeah. So my YouTube channel is Chaos Roy, C-H-A-O-S-R-O-Y, uh-huh. where we play and discuss all types of games. Yeah. And your uh, views would be greatly appreciated. Yes, uh, so go ahead and subscribe and all that. Uh, we have a Patreon for the podcast uh, linked in the description of your wherever you're watching it really uh there are a trio of tiers uh every tier has gives you access to episodes a week before they release publicly uh if you join one of the higher tiers you can get you'll automatically be entered into a prize draw where you can win whatever video games we're covering for that season so right now there is a prize draw for pokemon red blue and yellow on the game boy uh well on the game boy uh, you can also enter the prize draw if you are not subscribed to the Patreon, but of course it will cost you because we need to pay for these games somehow. Uh, there is also our Twitter you can follow for updates, and if you think you have a wealth of knowledge about a new game and would like to join me for a season, uh, feel free to email us, which will again be in the description below. But thank you for joining us, and we hope to see you next week. Bye! Bye!